This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Three, two, one. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. We sell a lot of salt, we deliver salt, we uh, filter changes. It, we're not just sales driven, we're service driven, I would have to say. And that's Joe Heeman with Heeman Water Conditioning talking about what's behind the success of his water treatment business. And welcome to WQA Radio, the weekly podcast from the Water Quality Association, where we promote better water quality around the world. This is episode number 343. If you're joining us for the first time, we're glad you're here. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app so you never miss a show. That's the magic of podcasting. And be sure to share the podcast with someone you know. We also now feature these podcasts on our WQA YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com slash at Water Quality Association videos. We're publishing this November 1st of 2023, and it is Member Appreciation Month at WQA. Thanks to all our members who promote better water quality. Find us at wqa.org on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and X. In this episode, I'm joined by WQA member Joe Heeman as we kick off Member Appreciation Month. We'll talk about his challenges and insights as a water treatment professional, why he values WQA's professional certification and training, and how he's managed to succeed with the help of WQA. Later, we'll have our Motivational Minute and WQA tip. And now on to Joe Heeman on... WQA Radio. And we welcome Joe Heeman to the program. Joe is a longtime WQA member. He runs Heeman Water Conditioning in Johnsburg, Illinois. That's right up near the border with Wisconsin. And uh, I know for my own purposes of, of the discussion today, it's great to know, Joe, uh, a little bit about the activity and the uh, operation itself, because I've been to your place. And so it's fun, to, it's fun to talk to you and have you on the podcast. And we'll just kind of talk a little bit about a, a, a variety of things here relative to uh, the water treatment business. So first of all, welcome. Thank you. And glad you're here. Thank you, Wes. And uh, glad you're with WQA and that you have been for so many years. Why don't you take people through your journey and your family's journey through the system? Well, uh, my father started in, uh, in the water conditioning business in 1963. Um, and WQA, as we know it today, kind of reorganized in the early 70s. Um, but it was always uh, talked about around our kitchen table um growing up in the business uh so being involved with the industry and the wqa has been uh always in our blood and part of human water conditioning our company started in 1963 but my dad my grandpa my great-grandfather were all well drillers uh, so right now we've been uh, in the water business uh in the county here 120 years but the water treatment part of the business for 60 years and part of wqa uh, and it's, it's forefront in the 60s and 70s, oh, uh, forever. It's always been a 100% member. So how is it going? What do you, what, I mentioned that I have been to your, your facility, but just tell us, what, what do you provide? What services do you offer? 
Um, I guess I look at human water conditioning, we would be a more residential. Uh, we do commercial. Um, if it's above two inch piping, uh, uh, we're, I, I'm a licensed plumber in Illinois and I have uh, 10 other plumbers on our staff that are our employees. Um, but uh, 99% of the work we do is water treatment, uh, reverse osmosis, softeners, filters, delivering salt, rent water softeners, um, service what we sell. Um, so th- I guess uh, that's what we do. But we do do, uh, we don't do too much, indu- not really industrial, but commercial stuff, uh, apartment buildings, restaurants, uh, schools, two inch pipe and, and lower. So I have to ask you that kind of one of the first questions that comes to mind after all these years, what's been changing for you in the in the uh, uh, last few years? That's a, that's a good question, the change. You look at um, the moving target of what the, the government regulations, of what we're dealing with, some of that stuff. Uh, this morning we had a mandatory meeting having to do sexual harassment training with all of our guys in the state of Illinois, and we have to have that done. And if we don't, so, I mean, you look at outside regulations, um, that's what being part of WQA and getting your guys licensed and certified. Um, back in 1968, the Illinois law was written that water softeners were exempt from the plumbing code, water softeners. And that is still today, but reverse osmosis filters, those are not, those are supposed to be installed by licensed plumbers. Um, there's not enough water police to go around to find that, but um, I've had my plumbing license 30 years, and I have 10 other plumbers that are uh, licensed of my employees. One of my guys took his state license uh, test yesterday. Um, so uh, it's interesting. Uh, um, we don't have to be licensed plumbers, but the health department, the, they know who we are, and they, they don't bother us because they, along those lines, in terms of um, getting stopped for you know doing plumbing work or different stuff like that. Um, but that is something that we've stated, uh, government regulations has been always a moving target. Um, we talk about, uh, sodium discharge, uh, that's been around forever. I mean, you look at that and it's, uh, we had a meeting last week up in uh, Wisconsin, WQA at the Dells in Waukesha, Wisconsin. This week is going to Lake Water and cause they want to limit the chlorides and different stuff. So that's um, been an ongoing thing. It, it, it rears its head and comes around, but you know, then what has changed? Um, boy, it's, 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 I guess what stayed the same, you know, people still need water. Okay. Um, drinking water. Uh, you look at, um, I asked my dad, you know, back in, uh, when I was in grade school in 1972 about, you know, what our um, arsenic and, and my dad says, ah, arsenic is naturally occurring. It's just in the water. And, you know, a few years ago, that big arsenic thing really started hitting. And you look at the regulations of that maximum contamination level and different things are lower. It's always been there, but now they're just changing some of that stuff. Yeah. Has anything surprised you over the years as it's evolved and changed? Or, um, again, you kind of kind of alluded to many of these things uh, being pretty much status quo, but then just, you know, a, a change here and there, right? Well, you know, interesting, you uh, you and I spoke earlier in the week, and that was one of the things you said, Joe, I'm going to ask about a surprise. And that's one of the reasons why you want to be kind of involved with WQA, because you might not get surprised, okay? Because what's happening um, in other parts of the country, you learn about that. So um, I was a volunteer fireman for 31 years, okay? And so Part of our training as a volunteer is you didn't want to be surprised. You want to be in, in control of, you know, when you fought a fire, 
you want to be in control, okay? Um, and so we trained, and you know, even a volunteer, we trained. And so I guess I'm looking at being involved with WQA. I, I, I'm going to say I don't think I've been surprised because you, when you're involved with WQA, you go to the meetings, you go to this, or you, you, you hear what's going on in other parts of the country or the world, and you don't get surprised. All right. You're going to say, hey, when that comes knocking on our door, you say, well, I, I've, I, we've seen this before. So when you, you and I spoke earlier in the week and I said, I don't think I've been surprised. OK, because you're involved with WQA. Well, have you changed anything? Uh, how about that? Or, or responding to customers? Uh, has that changed at all? Uh, well, we're still old fashioned. I mean, in terms of stuff, I like to answer the phone. You look at technology. Uh, right now, you look at this uh, artificial intelligence stuff that's coming about. Um, boy, that's a good question. Will you change? You have to change. Okay. Um, but I mean, I look at just our installation techniques. We still, uh, we like the solder pipes, but you and I have ProPress, okay, uh, with copper. But then now you look at CPVC or the PEX piping and uh, you have to change you know, uh, with that kind of stuff with installation and training and making sure you're involved with that. Um, your tools on your truck, um, you know, used to just have a, you know, like I said, torch, and now you have to have different methods of hooking and disconnecting softeners, um, being involved with that. Um, I look at having a database, you know, you look at technology, computers, uh, we are uh, looking at having each guy have his own iPad. I mean, other people have been doing it for a while. We we're slow to that a little bit along those lines. We still, we're, we're not paperless yet, okay? Um, but you look at having a good database and keeping track of your your customers' information because when people call up, you say, where, where do you live at? And, and you look it up and you say, oh, geez, uh, that's, uh, that's Wes's old house. Uh, he moved, uh, you, you, we were in that house since 1972 or, you know, we have, a, we have records back and people like, the, you know, keeping records of what you've done uh, and, and different things. And people said well, they, they like that. Yeah, I can imagine. You know, I can also imagine somebody listening to this, Joe, and, and thinking, well, maybe, you know, uh, maybe the water treatment business is for me and they're getting in. What are some of the secrets to success as a dealer? Um, I will say we keep it simple. Um, we, man, we're, we're not really sales driven. We sell a lot of, a lot of water treatment stuff. Um, we're a little bit unorthodox. I have three salesmen. My salesmen are, are salary or hourly, you know, we're, we're not paid commission. Um, but if we have good times and, and we have a good month, then we do, uh, I do give bonuses along those lines. But um, we're not so sales driven as a company uh, that we have to sell, sell, sell. Uh, we've been very, very service orientated uh, along our lines. And like I said, um, we do a, we sell a lot of salt. We deliver salt. We uh, filter changes. It, we're not just sales driven. We're service driven. I would have to say. Yeah, you know, you mentioned salt here, and, and I, I remember you uh, telling us about your salt program that you have. What is it? Once a month, you've got a, a pickup program. Can you talk about that? Uh, the first Saturday of every month. So uh, we do that, and we've been doing that for forty. 45, 47 years are the first Saturday of every month. Now, it's interesting because 
our Salt Cell Saturday came out of my dad going to a WQA meeting and another dealer talked about doing this and I, he came home uh, in the mid 70s and I think the first salt sale we did was probably 1977. And I, I remember we sold uh, uh, 90 bags of salt that day, you know, 90 bags. Um, and I said, man, if we could just get to like 150 bags a day, uh, and we'd have the world by the butt, you know. But uh, we do that. Uh, we do a lot more than that now. But, um, but salt sale Saturday is the first Saturday of every month. Um, we have a cash and carry, no credit cards. And uh, last Saturday, just the last week, we had just under 600 cars come through in seven hours. And um, they, they, we have a drive-through they, in our parking lot. We have three lanes. Um, I have high school kids um, come in and lump, uh, hump salt. It's kind of like bailing hay. Um, but they just pop their trunk. They put salt in, and they're in and out in minutes, uh, cash and carry. And it's a pretty simple uh, operation. Joe, this is unbelievable. You're selling salt. You're, you're obviously you're servicing the customer. You are giving high school kids some extra money. Uh, this is great. Yeah. You know, the salt sale Saturday, you know, once again, um, my dad says, what else can we sell them when they're here? Um, we want they come for their salt. OK. And they pick up filters and they pick up other things. But we want to get them in and out, make it simple. Everyone's life is really hectic. Um, and selling the salt is something that uh, we're still selling it. It's, it's still part of our industry. The saltless systems, we get calls, you know, on that. One of the things you asked earlier, what's this changed? Um, but at our general area, you know, we have iron and hardness, high, high, high hardness, you know, the 20 to 30 grains of hardness in iron. And uh, so the technology that we still use is still a viable, viable solution. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like really what you have discovered and uh, WQA was helpful to that is, you know, finding that problem that a, a customer might have and figuring out how to solve it. And uh, I know it sounds pretty basic, but that's really that example is just perfect for that. Yeah, we have a good rental base also. You look at things, uh, you know, we started uh, rental water softeners and, you know, some dealers don't want to rent. Some people do. It, it has to do with what's in your life. Uh, Rental water softeners are a long-term, uh, um, you know, selling units. You make you make your money or your profits or your money a little faster. Uh, you know, I, I tell people if you don't know, let's put a rental in, and you know, put I'll put my money where my mouth is at, and let's put a rental in there, and, and make it work, and then give them the option to buy or work that out with them. Right, right. Hey, and I know you're big on uh, getting your your team certified, professional certification. Tell us about that and, and why you're so strong on that. Well, uh, you look at the WQA certification. Um, I, I look at, you know, oftentimes the other water salt, the owners say, Joe, I can see you getting certified, but why do you, why do you put all that time into your people? And I said, well, it's an investment. Um, I really believe that uh, I, I want to give them a, um, a, a bullet in their holster per se um, to say, Hey, I'm certified. You know, I can do this. Um, and I, I want to invest in them. So if something would happen to human water conditioning um, that we would go out of business, um, they would have a bullet in their holster to go someplace else in the industry and be a viable asset to someone else. So um, I 
I would rather have an educated employee that leaves than a dumb one that stays. I, I, I shouldn't say it that way, but basically, um, just because you're certified doesn't mean you know it all, but it means that you're investing in yourself. And um, so I, I like to get them certified. And then, you know, once again, once you get them certified, you do have the continued education. Um, and that is I'm not, not a challenge, but it is something that you're always like, okay, who needs credit? Um, once again, last week, we I took six of our guys to uh, up to the Wisconsin Dells, to the Wisconsin WQA meeting up there uh, for seat time, okay? And uh, we, we do that. So you, you do get involved, and you get involved in, uh, with continued education and, and always uh, resharpening the pencil. It's a good thing to make us all um, – Rethink and uh, make you resharpen your pencil. Also, lastly, I want to get your take on convention. Uh, Our convention for 2024 will be in Orlando, March 5th, 6th, and 7th. And uh, you've been to many conventions over the years. Tell us about the value and why somebody would want to uh, attend. And if they're somewhat on the fence about this, what you can say that would make them excited. Well, I, I look at conventions. Uh, I, I believe they're they're very beneficial. Um, you you realize that um, I will say misery loves company in terms of when you run a business. You, you know you feel like you're maybe you're, you're have the, uh, an issue to deal with. You realize that other people have the same issues and, or challenges, and you can overcome them. You, know, you meet a lot of people, and even if you you meet with them you see them once a year, you, you fall back into it and you share ideas. Um, what kind of trucks you're buying? How, where do you find your, your employees? Um, how did you handle this situation? How do you handle that situation? And you realize that you're not alone um, in that your fellow competitors um, nationwide, we're all, I, I like to tell people, we have the same circus, different clowns, okay? And we can we can get around there. So convention time um, is, is very good. Even, you know, you go there for one or two days or, you know, um, you go there, share your ideas, you get your knowledge, um, and you realize that you're not alone in what you're doing, and you pick up different ideas of how to do things. It's, it's uh, a great experience. And you meet friends, uh, and you know, like I said, they're oftentimes uh, – low low uh, low maintenance friends and sometimes are people you, you hey you're traveling and you're going to stop at this dealership on the way because as a family we like to travel drive and you say hey uh, i will tell you growing up every family vacation that we would go to we would stop at two or three different water software dealers and um, my wife and i just drove out to idaho and um this last year uh, this a few months ago a month ago that and um, we stopped at two different water dealers on the way because I wanted just even for an hour just to say hello because you, you know, uh, we were in Idaho and um, Montana, South Dakota, uh, Oregon. We did uh, we uh, Washington and you know I think we sit. Uh, I think we stopped at we five five different water people and just to say hello and see their operations and um, you meet people from all over the country. So great inspiration, Joe. Appreciate it. Uh, Great catching up with you on the podcast. Joe Heeman, Heeman Water Conditioning, Johnsburg, Illinois. Thanks so much for joining us. Great talk with you, Wes. Always, always a pleasure. Our motivational minute. I thought I'd do another uh, little, oh, a reminder about good 
customer service. Had an experience with that recently, and I wanted to pass it along because, uh, you know, it doesn't take much to make a good impression. I had an issue with my car. I won't get into the details, but I had to deal with a parent company and two local shops. The problem was at one shop, or the problem happened at one shop, and it was getting resolved at the second shop. And then I also had to deal with the corporate company. It was a lot of back and forth, but it finally was resolved, and I, I was fairly happy. Well, about a week later, I received a handwritten note from one of the shops, the one that was really the most effective in resolving the problem. They were reaching out to say they understood the difficulty I had gone through, and they were hoping everything was okay. Nice. I didn't expect it. It really wasn't necessary, but I certainly did appreciate it. So, will I go back to that shop? Of course. And our WQA tip. You know, we hear from members from time to time about their concerns and challenges. And uh, one of them seems to be uh, an ongoing issue with finding the right people, hiring good people, hiring new people, finding people out there who could become water treatment professionals. And uh, just a great opportunity to make sure you're aware of the WQA Career Center. You can look for a job, you can post a job, and you can take advantage of a lot of resources available from the WQA Career Center. Services to help you build and manage your career for maximum potential for success. So check it out. The WQA Career Center. Go to careers.wqa.org. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at WQA.org and, of course, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at WQA.org. This is Wes Bleed, so long from WQA Radio.